Chapter 53 Any plan is bad if it cannot be altered. Isaiah Lock the door! The two techs scream at each other. I leap off the rolling computer stand, hit the ground at a run, and sprint for the door. The two humans are right behind me. I'm pumping my legs as fast as I can. But so are the two giants. One nearly steps on me. The faster of the two lab techs lurches forward and grabs the door handle. He's pushing it shut, his thumb already on the lock button. But there's a narrowing crack, about as wide as an envelope, and the door glides shut. I hold my breath, suck in my gut, and squeeze through, my tail barely squeaking free before I hear the door slam behind me. I also hear the thunk of the lock sliding into place. Unlock it, yells one of the men inside the blue room. He's getting away. Unlock the door. Behind me, I hear the jiggle of metal as the two technicians fumble with the lock and door handle. The coast is clear ahead of me. I race down the hallway, hang a right, and scoot into the room near the rear exit, where I discover all my brothers and sisters being chased around the floor by an enraged Mr. Brophy. Chapter 54. You never fail until you quit trying. Isaiah. Great plan, Isaiah, shouts Benji sarcastically. Send us to a locked and bolted door. Brilliant little brother. Brilliant. Mr. Brophy can't hear my big brother, but he sure can swat at Benji with his broom. Luckily, Benji is nimble and quick. He dodges clear of the bristles just in time. But he's right. My plan is ridiculous unless I can figure out a way to grab Mr. Brophy's keys and unlock the back door. So I do something else I never thought I'd do. I cut my paws around my snout and shout up at Mr. Brophy. Hey! Stunned, he drops his broom and crouches down to peer at me. You're the one that got away, he says. Why, I oughta... But before he can do anything, I spring off the floor and land on his bent knee. Panicking, he starts twirling around in frantic circles and swatting himself as he is being attacked by a swarm of bees. I hang on tight. Get off of me, you filthy rodent. I pay no attention to this insult. I dig my claws into the fabric of his green work pants and haul myself up his leg until I reach his belt and the clip-on key ring. Need a little help, I cry out. Delphinia, form a tower. Delphinia, my purple sister, is super strong. She whistles to the other acrobats in our family, and 15 gymnastically inclined mice quickly form a tower that climbs about two feet off the floor. It's halfway between the door and me. Kaziah, who has better upper body strength than anyone else in my mischief, she can bench press a sack of sugar, is perched at the top. I grab hold of Mr. Brophy's key ring. Hey, he shrieks, leave that alone. I hiss at him, something I learned from his evil cat. Mr. Brophy's eyes nearly bug out of his head when I do that. He's frozen with fear. Abe, Winnie, I shout. Pyramid, by the door, all the way up to the lock. You got it, bro, Abe shouts back. He and Winnie quickly organize the rest of our family into a towering mouse pyramid. Now it's my turn to become acrobatic. Ready? I shout to Keziah. She nods, and with Delphinia anchoring the bottom, the whole ladder begins to sway back and forth, Back and forth. When they build up a little momentum, I leap off Mr. Brophy's hip and clutching his key ring with my legs like a trapeze artist, fly through the air. The cable attaching the keys to his belt extends freely. Keziah grabs my front paws. She and the whole mouse tower powerfully swing me on towards the door. I arc up, soar towards the top of the pyramid. I hear the cable snap. It's okay. I still have the key ring tucked under my legs. And without the retractable cable, there's nothing to slow me down or pull me backward. I just have to trust that Abe and Winnie, poised at the top of the pyramid, will catch me. The door is rushing right at me. I close my eyes an instant before impact and feel four familiar paws grab me and hold me tight. Chapter 55 
Things turn out best for the mice who make the best out of the way things turn out. Isaiah. Dr. Ledbetter, shouts Mr. Brophy. Professor? The mop man runs out of the room. We need to hurry, I say. Dr. Ledbetter's the big cheese. He'll do anything to keep us imprisoned here. So many keys, says Winnie, studying the collection on Mr. Brophy's ring. It's this one, I say, tapping the key with the squarish black plastic head. I watched him lock the door. I grab it. Abe and Winnie give me a boost, and I work the key into the keyhole. Got it, I shout, when the key slips into its grooves. Now you just have to turn it, says Abe. I grab the side of the key with my front paws. When I chomp it into into it with my teeth, I say, take hold of my legs and jump sideways. That'll give us enough torque to twist the key. Got it, shouts Winnie. Still clutching the key, I bite into it, too. This has to work. It's our only chance, I think desperately. Abe and Winnie hold on to one of my legs, then jump off the mouse pyramid. They feel so heavy dangling from my foot, but that's the point. Our combined weight turns the key and unlocks the door. With sheer relief, I let go and the three of us plummet to the floor. Fortunately, all the gymnast mice from Keziah's tower have scampered over to catch us. Keziah catches me, cradling me in his arm, in her arms. Delphinia, one hands Abe and Winnie. Our other brothers and sisters see that we're safe and tumble out of their pyramid. You did it, shouts Abe. No, I say. We did it. Hurry. We need to push the door open. Everybody lend us shoulder. My entire mischief, all 97 of us, races to the base of the door. We all shove against it. It won't budge. We shove again. Nothing. You have to oh, you have to pull it open, says the human voice behind us. We rip around. It's Dr. Ledbetter. The two blue room technicians are with him. Mr. Brophy, too. I guess we didn't give you enough intelligence to figure out the difference between a door you push open and one you pull, sniggers Dr. Ledbetter. There are only two ways to open that door. One, you can yank on the handle and pull, but I don't think any of you weigh enough to generate enough force for that to work. Two, you can have someone on the other side push it open for you. But the only person on the other side of that door is Tom, one of my very best security guards. Behind the door, I hear a pack of dogs barking. Well, what do you know, sneers Dr. Ledbetter. Sounds like Tom brought along a few of his canine friends. Smirking, Dr. Ledbetter bends over to study me. It's good to see you again, B-97. My colleagues tell me that you recently demonstrated some rather unusual talents, ones I did not know I'd given you. I can't wait to open you up and see what's going on inside that tiny little blue brain of yours. Even though the creepy doctor is talking about dissecting my skull, I don't flinch. Instead, I send an ultrasonic message to my mischief. Step away from the door. My brothers and sisters split down the middle and silently scurry to the sides of the exit. Then I send out another ultrasonic signal, the battle cry Gabriel and I agreed upon. Set the captives free! Outside, there's a loud screech and a thunk of metal. Apparently, while I've been busy in the lab, my mouse army figured out how to push open the tailgate at the back of Mr. Brophy's pickup truck. And I imagine they'll have absolutely no problem pushing open an unlocked door.